Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest show on And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you to this episode of the show. For tonight, we're going to be talking about the Gold Geek Keats film pick of the week from 1978, Watership Down. So we're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show. Uh, it's animated. It's from the 70s. It's got rabbits. So as far as I get until we talk about it later on in the show. But of course, we're joined by the bold and beautiful himself, the Gold Geek Keats. Run, rabbit, run. And I don't mean you, Eminem. I mean the king. The king should have ran. Yep. That's a better movie. House of the Corpses. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, rabbit. Yeah, I'd rather be watching that movie. But no, I watched Watership Down this week. So we're gonna find out what I thought about that masterpiece a little later on in the show. But, of course, we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the Prince of Amor's Day. Yes, get funky with the monkey. coming to our podcast. It's been very useful. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Thanks for coming to the podcast. It's been very useful. What the hell is going on? Yes. <laughs> you singing our golf uncle. Is that starry eyes? <laughs> no, it's for you space fans out there. But yeah, and oh, this week are we doing <laughs> giant rabbits to go around and invade us on Easter Day? No, are we doing swarms of rabbits that invade us from all over the place? No, are we doing killer animated rabbits from Steven Spielberg movies <laughs> like the Twilight Zone? No, oddly enough, these have all been cool pigs in the past, but this week we are going to sit there and go with animated rabbits later on. So just listen in an hour's time to speak out what the hell is going on. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when I go unscripted. <laughs> mm, somebody wants you off the leash. Okay, so we're getting the monkey unscripted tonight. Talking about uh, rabbits. Rabbit. And many rabbit. of them. Rabbit. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. There's a lot, and they all have uh, quirky names. We're gonna get to. Um, (laughs) uh, The demonic (laughs) dean is back after taking last week off. So welcome back to the show, Dean. Uh, Not just last week, but I believe, if I'm correct, the last two weeks. uh, That's true. It's been. Uh, quite the whirlwind of time two weeks ago, as you all know, I had to have a tooth extracted, which uh, was not the most fun experience of my life. But uh, I am the second that awful tooth was gone, even though I was in pain from the procedure, I was in much less discomfort than I was when that fucking tooth was still in my mouth. There you go. And then... Yes, and then uh, last week, uh, as is often the case around this time of the year, I had some 
end-of-year work responsibilities at my building to attend to, uh, hence my inability to, to partake in the show uh, last week to watch uh, Hooker Werewolves on motorcycles or whatever it was you guys were watching. And, um, you know, I hope, that, uh, I, hope that, I hope the two episodes uh, brought you all joy and I hope you all performed admirably. And I'm glad to be back this week to talk about Watership Down. Yeah, you yeah, you Great. were in there getting with all those tea. you were getting up with all those hot moms, you know, where their students are like, I don't know if they're gonna pass. You know, they're awfully close to maybe passing, you know. What can you do to possibly persuade this dean to get your stunning child an A this year in my school? You know, Listen to this fucking pervert. <laughs> wow. Look at look at the monkey being all pervy about fucking what Dean does for a living. There's a lot of a lot of times. a lot of off. Oh, it's, it's, uh, I, it's, it's better uh, than the monkey thing. This is just this is no, just straight, you know. It's not better. <laughs> I mean, there are many stepmoms in my building. I deal with many stepmoms. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> Any of them get stuck <laughs> in door frames Take or like easy. washing machines? Washing like, machines? regularly? Oh, it's got sink time. Not, not yeah. to my dollar. Sink? Not to my dollar. <laughs> or under a coffee table? Those oh, pesky coffee well, tables you have to bed, work out for? The bed? Or the, the, the back yeah, of a bus wagon. Bed, yeah. Or, or like trip over your desk yeah. or something? <laughs> Usually that's how it happens. And inexplicably they have to have their burly stepson come in and help them out. And then they do when they go out for ice cream afterwards. Fun. Big dick stepson. Ice cream afterwards. He gets to go rent a movie and he gets ice cream afterwards, so it's fun. Thank you for helping me. No problem, stepmom. Yep. Good old safe family fun porn. Where nothing happens, just a good resolution. It's just, I'm stuck. Thank you. So in any of these things, is it ever like the dad eventually comes home and then he's like, so, you know, how, how was my son? Were you, you know, did you two get along while I was out of town or anything? Absolutely. Usually when the stepdad shows oh, up, so the father shows up, he just bangs the stepmom too. Yeah, they just they the all have to. Sometimes the dad shows up and bangs yeah. the mom too. Those, those are my favorites. You know, I'm oh, always yeah. disappointed when the picture shows, like, it'll either be like the, the stepdaughter and like the stepmom in the background. Like, you know, and the daughter's getting mm-hmm. on with the dad, and it's like, man, why didn't the mom join in, you know? Like, she just, like, walks in at the end, or she's there at the beginning. And a lot of times they're hotter than the other one anyway, you know, or vice versa. When it's like, you know, the dad walks in, and I'm like, man, you should have just stuck your, your pole in that hole, bro. You would think so. But yeah, sometimes <laughs> it disappoints you. I mean, there was the one with Brandy Love where she was banging her stepson, and the dad's like, what are you doing? And she's like, get the fuck out of here, Stan. And he's like, okay, I'll go downstairs. I'm like, oh, no, perfect opportunity. Could have been Eskimo <laughs> brother and son. Could have had a good I was son recently uh, with Mom Swap, and uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, because every now and again I do like a, a decent milk port or whatever. And, well, yeah, you know what, man? They actually yeah. did have a decent one in which they they pulled a DP on it, man. Like you know, the the one stuck the oh. stuck the stepson's dick up the other's ass, and like you know, my problem was is the one chick had like an almost comical right reaction where she's doing the whole like <laughs> super shocked face. You know, eyes doing the whole cross thing and everything. And she's like, oh, oh, like all goofy. And she's like, oh, I can't believe my stepson's dick is in my ass. And it's just like, well, where else would it be? 
<laughs> man. Oops, found it. That's one of the, that's where that's I one it. of those things that's like has started from hentai that expression face. There, there's a, a name for the actual face, and I'm like so upset that now it's like actually transitioning into actual regular porn. Like that face is just pisses me off so fucking bad that annoying ass fucking hentai face. Fucking hate that shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I, mean, I do find it irritating as well. Yeah, well it doesn't stop me. Stop me. <laughs> no. I mean, if, it, if Katie Morgan's in it, you know you're going to have a good time. So, oh, as soon as I see Katie Morgan's name pop up, I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun. So I just, I love the fact that she does these silly fucking things. And it's like, man, I, you know, she's like, oh, hey, your son's fucking me right now. Do you want to join in? She's like, I don't think I should. And she's like, but he's doing a really good job. And she's like, okay, man, son, you're doing a great job clowning that chick. <laughs> you know, just, uh, I love when <laughs> the dialogue in the board. You're like, oh, I'm having fun, and all of a sudden, you're just like, wow, you're doing great. Yep, fuck that pussy, son. <laughs> fuck that pussy. He's like, yeah, mom, I will. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> mommy. Holy, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over here all the time. <laughs> I love this neighborhood. <laughs> God damn you, dude. I mean, man, if real life was like porn, there would be no wars. Everybody just could be to the fucking racism gone, war gone. Except the entire world would end up looking like the freaking people from Wrong Turn. Hey, you know what? There's a river, and you know what to do if that happens. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck it, this is smarter, baby. (laughs) I mean, commons exist, rivers exist. There's a lot of ways to get rid of no nos. <laughs> so I don't think you have to worry about it too much. Like, and we're looking like Rocky Dennis. The no nos that are oh nos. <laughs> the world was great before everybody turned into Rocky fucking Dennis because all this fucking. Everybody just looks like fucking air salts. Don't take Rocky Dennis. <laughs> I'm sure he was a product of incest at some point. That's why, you know, he just, he looked so wonderful. Yeah, Mr. Bumpy Hat. <laughs> I still can't believe that movie exists, but it does. It really does. <laughs> Mr. Bumpy Hat. <laughs> Mr. Bumpy Hat. <laughs> Mr. Bumpy Hat. <laughs> oh, my God. You had to laugh at the poor kid. Holy shit. I can't no, believe the... called Mr. Bumpy Hat. <laughs> well, that's what he is. Not watching Mask anytime soon. <laughs> well, who would? Who is watching Mask? Well, we know, if you're watching Mask, we know next call month, <laughs> It's going to be Mask? Great. Real life horror. Like that family guy clip. Touch my face. Okay. Oh, my God. What is this? What is this over here? Is that a, an ear? Oh, my God. There's limits, Rocky. <laughs> this is what Blue feels like. <laughs> yeah, we it was the '80s. We let a lot of stuff happen in the '80s, including masks. So it was a fun time. A lot of cool. dude. I, I, a lot I, of ideas being I thrown around. Condescension in your tone. Uh, mask is a wonderful <laughs> film. With incredible performances, and oh, I feel like you're uh, you're not giving it just due, and I feel like you're making fun of it a little, King. No, I am. I'm totally making fun of it. It's a it's, it's a oh, silly man. fun movie. I mean, it, 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 it is not. Like it is a movie. It is not my John Hughes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> it looks like he grew up in Tromaville, and he's got with this. It's also a true story, and you can, you can actually see uh, pictures of the real-life Rocky Dennis online, and they actually sure. uh, did quite a remarkable job with the makeup that they, that they did on Eric Stoltz, because it's quite accurate uh, to what the real-life Rocky Dennis looked like. And As was you David Lynch's The Ultimate Man. Uh, you might not know this, but uh, Sam Elliott, who played Gar, uh, shares on an off-again boyfriend in the movie Mask, uh, played, uh, uh, you know, theoretical numero uno bouncer Wade Garrett in Roadhouse. And uh, Sam oh, Elliott Roadhouse. almost turned down Roadhouse, Roadhouse. because he felt his name was too similar is to his character in Mask. And it turns out that he took the role in Roadhouse, and then all this time later, it is still uh, his Roadhouse character is still the one that he gets most referenced uh, by fans everywhere he goes. And he almost didn't do it because of his art and mask. Oh, wow. Well, I know him from The Big Lebowski. That's where I know him from. He was fun, that movie. Drinking a sarsaparilla. Hey, I got my mustache. Man, it's familiar. <laughs> I fucking love Sam Elliott. But I love Sam Elliott because yeah, of Roadhouse. Yeah, he's fucking great Roadhouse. I just remember him from Big Lebowski. Just because he just has that one off fucking character just sitting at the fucking bowling alley. Yeah, you're pretty cool, dude. And Tombstone. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I but Tombstone it, it's got too many good fucking other people in that movie. Like Val Kilmer is fucking tits. <laughs> so so I can't forget that Sam Elliott did that. And Kurt Russell, of course, because Kurt Russell just made for fucking Western movies. Because he can grow fucking beards and mustaches like nobody else can. Like, look at Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Damn, look at that illustrious fucking mustache that he's had in that movie. <laughs> just never stop making Westerns. Well, I guess I will. Damn right, Kurt, you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I can watch Kurt Russell in literally anything. I still haven't seen the Santa Claus movie yet because I know the monkeys like don't watch it. I was like, okay, so skip that one. No, <laughs> I, I like, like it. Monk. Yeah, <laughs> I I like the Santa Claus movie. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was talking it. about the. I, I was talking about the Tim Allen one, not the Kurt Russell one. My, sorry, my mistake. Oh, I was talking the, about Santa the Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah, no, mm. no, no, the one with Kurt Russell, I was not a fan of. I I was yeah, yeah I was not Tim a fan. And it's Tim Allen. Like, he, he's insufferable in everything that he does. You know, because all I can think about no, is fucking home improvement with the stupid fucking voice. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. No, I People liked the like Santa Claus. I, didn't, I did not like the Kurt Russell one. The Kurt Russell one was bad. Yeah, I was That's not a what fan I of said. That you told me not to watch that one. You're like, don't watch it. And yeah. well, I like that one. Then get your story straight, sir. Get your fucking story straight. I'll... I was trying to correct myself. Why are you going to be so mean? You really are in grumpy pants today. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You're just confusing me. Because I'm like, what are we talking about? Tim Allen or Russell? God damn it. Which one are we talking about? Because Tim Allen sucks in general. He never should have had a career. He's a snitch on people. Look it up. the one called the Santa Claus. Yeah, the Santa Claus. I don't even know what the one with Kurt Russell is called. Santa Claus. <laughs> it's called Santa Claus. That's all it's called. It's Santa Claus. So, 
Now yeah, the Indian, I think, yeah, I think it's not a clause. <laughs> yeah, I, like I think clause, it was like a contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither here nor there. Uh, with the Dean being back, of course, we have horror news to talk about. Uh, but first, Dean, I know you said in the group chat on Sunday you're watching the same show I'm watching currently from. Uh, have you gotten any farther into the season? I am currently... I, I currently have five episodes down from the first season, uh, which I will be continuing cool. this evening. Uh, strongly recommended to me from a, a dear friend, and uh, I, I, I always, you know, people uh, shit that I read about is like, oh, this show is great, and that show is great, and this movie is great, but I never watch anything, you know. I just don't. I, I, yeah. Especially a show uh, where where I just don't have the I just don't make the time. I, I don't want to say I don't have the time. I don't make the time, uh, is, is what I'm saying. And I said, fuck it. And the other night, I put on the first episode and uh, immediately uh, was hooked uh, very much. And I am totally fucking digging it so far. And I know that the second season is currently seven or eight episodes in on... Uh, the MGM Plus uh, series of networks uh, that used to be Epic, I believe. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. yep. again, I just I, I hadn't even heard of it until my friend was like, "Yo, you got to check this show out. I think you'd really like it." Um, so so yeah, I'm totally digging it. I'm I'm all in, and I even watched an episode on the bike in the gym uh, yesterday morning, and. Uh, you know, I watched another one last night. That was episodes four and five. So I watched two episodes yesterday, and I will watch at least one more uh, post-talking terror uh, this evening. So I am totally digging it, Kane. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're enjoying it as well. You, when we were messaging on the group about this, you were just at that time just a, an episode ahead of me. So. Yeah, no, I cleared it in uh, on Sunday, season one, all ten episodes. Like, I was fucking hooked. Like, I just couldn't stop watching it. Now I'm on uh, season two, episode two. Um, it just, it picks up and it just, it's a great storytelling, very Stephen King vibes, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it feels like a story that Stephen King would have written, you know, and, uh, and the gore is exceptional. So, yeah. Um, the gore has been really good. Uh, definitely pleasing more than I was expecting. And even, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much. I don't know if, 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 if this is on the radar of the monkey or the ghoul, if it's something they've ever watched. Uh, so I don't want to say too much, of course, but uh, I feel like the, the, the effects that we have seen from uh, those that are out there uh, have been pretty fucking cool also. So, um, you know, there's been some, some really, like, interesting stuff and suspenseful and some scary shit, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally digging it. Yeah, and I'm a huge uh, fan of Harold Pyramid. Totally so looking forward that's, to that's checking all he's in it out. So. Yeah, well worth it. Well worth the time. Yeah, you, know, you know, they're like an hour like long, a, but yeah, they go by quick. Yeah, they they yeah, they clock in like for the first season. The first season is on Prime, which is good because you can skip the the, the intro song. While the intro song is uh, is an excellent uh, song, Kesara Sara, the mood of the show, the, like this updated version, spooky version of Kesara Sara. It's just it's just really long, and I started watching it on demand. Yeah. Cause I, I do have I do have the MGM uh, network in Sling, and I you mm-hmm. can't skip through the intro. Like, I can, you can fast forward it, of course, but it doesn't have the skip intro button. Then I realized that the first step, the whole first episode right now is also on Prime, so I switched over to watching it on Prime just so I can, like, hit the skip intro button. Um, but anyway, 
uh, yeah, they clock in at around 47 to 49 minutes, I think. And, um, you know, like I said, I had never, with all the different reading that I do on websites about horror, especially preparing for our news portion of the show and everything, I'm just kind of surprised that I had never even heard of it before uh, or seen an article about it or anything because I, I read so much stuff. And then uh, ever since my friend told me about it and I started watching it, then The King is watching it. Uh, Howard Stern was talking about watching it on the Howard Stern show uh, yesterday. Like, all of a sudden, I've seen, like, different things about it popping up here and there. So... So it's like there might even be a little bit of buzz starting to happen, even though they're already deep into the second season. Yeah, it's it's well worth the time. And I found it just because I saw the poster on one of the horror groups, and it was a shot of Harold Pirino screaming as a guy was smiling behind him, tapping on a window. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, I have to see that. So found it on MGM Plus, and yeah, like I was just, I was all in from episode one. It's very weird, very trippy, and yeah, no spoilers for the ghoul or for the monkey, but yeah, it's well worth your time, you know, to kind of check it out. You know, they go by so fast, these episodes. Like, you know, like I said, 45, 50-minute episodes. And they, the, the, uh, it has to be on the streaming service because the gore is so good. Like, they wouldn't be able to get away with it on, like, a normal channel, like ABC, NBC, that type of stuff. Like, they really give you the blood. Vancouver. So, all right, so moving into the horror news portion, what are we talking about tonight, Dean? Uh, you know, I just want to stick in the realm of TV really quick before we start to get into the meat of this stuff. But uh, finally, I didn't even realize, you know, I have to say the last three weeks of my school year uh, with all my different responsibilities uh, for the school that I work for, um, like I didn't have much time for anything. And I had so much going on and had that oral surgery and all of this bullshit happening and uh, kind of lost track uh, with a lot of different things in the pop culture realm. But uh, since I know that I am the one, the only one that is of all of us that's all caught up. Uh, Sunday, finally, this week, Sunday coming up, is the debut of the Maggie and Negan spinoff series, uh, Dead City, uh, with uh, Negan and Maggie uh, making their way to New York City. Uh, the, the most recent final trailer I thought was fucking fantastic. I remember watching that, but I'm really looking forward to that. So I just wanted to say that uh, anybody out there that has been uh, all along with the Walking Dead saga, um, and I have said many times on the show that over the last several seasons, the only time that the show has become truly, truly captivating is any time that Morgan uh, Negan is on screen. So I, for one, am very much looking forward to Dead City uh, this Sunday. All right. You have to let us know your thoughts, you know, once you check out the pilot episode of Dead City. Uh, I you get around to it, whether it's a Sunday or a week. Yes. All right. Well, so, moving on. She's, uh, I know she didn't finish The Walking Dead yet. She's still on the final season. But uh, she is a big Negan fan. Um, you know, she totally stands Negan. And, uh, you know, she ships him. But, uh, but, uh, but you know, yeah, you can, that you I can tell. Did like, you say Go ahead. Say what? Oh, no, no. I was, I was just going to say. She lives, like, right up in upstate New York, and uh, she's always talking about, yeah, like, like go drive to, like, whatever town he lives in. Yeah, he has a whole, he has a whole like, farm spread up there. But um, did you say that she was planning to watch Dead City without having finished The Walking Dead? Because I, I think that's a, a big mistake, if so. Yeah, I don't think she will. I think she'll finish it before she starts watching Dead City. Okay. Funny enough, though, like, uh, you know, we got, uh, we got her Mima watching uh, – Watching The Walking Dead after years of like being resistant, and uh, and Mima, meanwhile, has plowed 
through every single of The Walking Dead in less than a month and has actually finished the fucking series before any of us here have. So, 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 you know, big props to Mima for fucking for doing that dirty. <laughs> it's like 10 seasons in that show and she just plowed right through it. Good for her. Dude, all kind of, of it, man. Like, every single bit. So. Wow. Impressive. That's a that's a feat. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it that fast. I mean, I still haven't gotten past when Rick left, so <laughs> that's where I'm at. Has not gone back. Uh, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, with you. I'm, I'm over a decade, and, uh, and I haven't finished it yet. Nope. <laughs> Just fell off, man. Got tired. <laughs> yeah, I'll go back and, and when and they release a series on DVD, I'll buy it. That fatigue, that fatigue is legitimate. That fatigue is real. Um, and as the one that has stuck with it, uh, what I have said all along is that after Rick uh, leaves, there is like a little bit of a lull. Uh, but then it, then, I mean, it doesn't ever return to like the heights of the first few seasons. But uh, after the lull, when Rick is gone, it does, it does get good again. Uh, with some with some parts getting close to excellent, uh, but truly uh, Negan anything any storyline surrounding Negan was was the closest to like early season uh, captivation. Captivation. Yeah, yeah. You've always said that, so I always remember you saying that. So I always say I'm going to go back to one day. I'll probably buy it when it gets out in DVD, like the whole series. I'll just buy the box set and just finish it up and hopefully be impressed by the final result because um, there's a lot of spinoffs coming out because of it. You know, Rick and Michonne have one coming out, obviously Dead City on Sunday. I think Fear of the Walking Dead's done. I think that's over. I don't know if that's still running. I think they said the final season was happening. So, so they're just trying to wrap everything yeah. up. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's – I think it's current. I think it might be currently airing. Whatever's going on with Fear of the Walking Dead, whatever, whether it started or whether it's airing or not, like, it's the final season for Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, Dead City uh, is, is the Nagy and Megan uh, spinoff. And then uh, mm. coming, I think, supposed to come next summer uh, is the Rick and the Sean, what they're just calling a limited series. I think it's only going to be six episodes. Uh, there's going to be that. And then there also is the Daryl uh, spinoff where Daryl somehow ends That's up right. Friends. I forgot about that one. Um, I I, yeah. I don't know for certain, but I believe that like the Maggie Negan spinoff and the Daryl spinoff are supposed to have a little bit more legs as far as like possibilities for further episodes. But as far as I know, the Rick and Michonne is like a limited series, six episodes, like one and done kind of <laughs> package to close out their storylines. Well, kind of close it out. But I, I mean, that's smart. You know, just do a quick run of it, end it, and then, you know, move on. Um, Dead City might have that potential to be another series. You know, and like you said, with Daryl going to France, I mean, that, that seems like a one-off. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe they do have a couple seasons planned, but it seems like well, that's, a, that's like a six-episode run. Well, well, as, as far as as far as the parts in in France, how he gets there, we don't know yet, and what kind of adventures are going to take place, we don't know yet. Uh, we know uh, that um, that Carol, uh, well, it was supposed to be yeah. a, 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 a Daryl and Carol spinoff. Uh, Melissa McBride was unable to travel to Europe uh, as far as scheduling. At least that's what the public statements were, um, but. Uh, apparently the door is open for her to return at some point that the plan is that 
uh, we will probably see her again. So I, what Daryl might not be staying in Europe, but at least the first part of his uh, spinoff will take place there. Yeah, could be a whole European vacation. Daryl, just going to different countries and not understanding anything anybody's saying. Love that. You know. Going to French country club. I can't understand. <laughs> French <group> club. <laughs> I could see that. You know, he seems like he'd be up for a party. You know, who knows? You know, he's an old Paris where, you know, he could draw a bunch of girls and stuff. I mean, he could be oh. fun. You know, who knows? I mean, draw me like one of your French Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> I don't know how to draw very well, but I can give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Just draw the stick figure <laughs> with big boobs. Wait, hey, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is my best work yet. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's a lot more walking that, obviously. But all right, so what else are we talking about, Dean? From the fine folks, I know, I believe that uh, the king is a fan of the folks over at Fright Rags. And Indeed. a little I bit have yep, uh, <laughs> He's <laughs> is currently accepting several pre orders uh through Kickstarter for their uh Stop Killer uh series of board games. And apparently there is going to be a Fright Rags board game based on Halloween two. Uh this board game uh which you can currently order for $59 is expected to ship in December of this year. Uh, apparently you can play along as many of the different characters from Halloween two, including Dr. Loomis, nurse, Karen, Jimmy, Mrs. Elrod, uh, Sheriff Brackett. Uh, and apparently Lori Strode this is, is going to be available in expansion <laughs> pack. Uh, and also this board game, uh, the board, the playable board is going to be two sided on one side uh, will feature Michael Myers, uh, uh, his victims, and another side of the other side of the flip side of the board game will be Michael Myers uh, killing. Uh, and apparently the purpose okay. of this game is to, uh, obviously Michael has been shot by Dr. Loomis, and the purpose of the game is to stop Michael Myers from, from reaching uh, the hospital. So uh, a couple of weeks ago in this very portion of our show, I talked about how there was a board game uh, in current creation based on the first Halloween movie from a different company, but Fright Rags, uh, under their Stop Killer Games banner, is producing this Halloween 2-based board game. I mean, it could be fun. I know they did a, a My Buddy Valentine one. Uh, they were doing a Kickstarter for that, but like, I love the fact that Mrs. Elrod is going to be a playable character on this tabletop game. Like The shortest amount of time for a character to be on screen. Hey, Harold, do you want mustard or mayo on your sandwich? Like, that's going to be the whole fucking story arc. Is trying okay, to find have mustard or the mayonnaise? <laughs> you know. her, then she just sees blood on the cutting table. On her character card, her role is going to be sandwich maker. <laughs> it probably it has Sandwich maker. One of my favorite moments in that movie. It's one of the best moments in Halloween, too, when that happens. When she's asking about it, she sees the blood, she screams. So you have, you know, the girl running outside. She's like, Mrs. Elrod, are you all right? She's like, oh, I don't know. I heard Mrs. Elrod screaming. Maybe her husband got tired of it and started beating her. And I was like, whoa, taking that to a different level. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's very casual. Like, you know, but, yeah, I, just, I love that scene. Just the fact that she's like, I don't know. He probably just started beating her. <laughs> anyway, how are you? <laughs> oh, the killer escaped? Wow. I can hear the sirens. 
Uh, just, I love that. The fact that John Carpenter intentionally put that character in the killer. He's like, we need more fucking victims. Let's fucking have this girl talking on the phone. She's like, hey, you hear sounds outside. And Michael shows up and stabs her right in the fucking chin. Hell yeah. It's like, John, yeah. Put down the beers. But I don't want to. This movie sucks. We know. We know. You've told us so many times, John, that you don't like this, that you hate it. Stop making these kills. They don't make sense. Like, how is Nurse Al being killed by having her blood drain? Michael all of a sudden knows how to do that? Fuck it, I don't care. Kill her. Stop you it, how to drive a car, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then he learns his you, medical you don't know thing what in Halloween, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't know what he learned while stay, staying in that place, man. <laughs> we need that movie. We need oh. that movie where somebody's like, hey, Mikey, you want to learn how to drive? Okay, let me show you. Doctor Holmes is like, Michael! But oh, I was your friend, Mikey. Uh. I was your friend. I was good to oh. you. Uh. I was good to you. <laughs> well, okay. Come well, on, Mikey. Now, now, I've never seen the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> I have no interest in supporting Rob Zombie as, you know, a director. And, but, because this has got me thinking now, like, did Rob Zombie or, like, like... Have they ever thought about like tapping into the years of while he was in Haddonfield? Yeah, they did. It was a great part of that movie. It was a good part of the movie. So they can Halloween soon. Just to make the whole first part of the movie is is younger Michael in in Haddonfield. Like the origin story. Oh, okay. I was. You just ruined it for him, Dean. Does it really fucking matter? The movie came out twenty fucking years ago. I'm never yeah, 2007, watch right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, totally if we, we make it for the show, you just will. Like made, just, just like we made the, just like we made the the King watch water Watership down. Yeah, but right. so what I'm saying, yeah. my point, my point is that like the fact that it's an origin story isn't like a fucking spoiler. Like, and you, you fucking if you if you turn it on on like Netflix, like the synopsis is going to be right there on the fucking screen. I don't think that's such a big deal well, here, buddy. Yeah. Well, well, listen, genius, uh, yeah. okay? Fucking genius sits back after two fucking weeks and look at him. Look at him come back with his mouth. You know what? Whether that movie was made however many fucking years ago, right? And just because it's in the synopsis, right? The monkey still didn't fucking know, did he? No. He had no idea. Hence why he asked the damn question. See? How you ruined it. And we, answered, we answered the question. <laughs> we did what the monkey asked. Mm-hmm. If they yeah, dealt with Michael's childhood, yeah, but like growing up and all that kind of stuff, it's like then it's like you know some weird ass movie where it's like that's where he learned how to let out the blood, and that's where he somehow learned to drive and all that. You know, dude, he and he fucks. Fucks. maybe he, he fucks learned this movie, bro. Rob oh yeah, Zombies, Halloween, oh Michael yeah, he does. Fucks. Oh, big time, man. Okay. Big time. <laughs> Yeah. He's just, he's like, all he's just ladies, getting that come all over the ladies. Here. We're just gonna, we're gonna Is spoil it, it all up? now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's where it all starts. I can get this dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there is the the supposed notion that he maybe banged his sister at one point. Who knows? That's a wild family from that movie. There could have been a whole bunch of fucking mommy banging in that movie. We don't know. It was Sherry Moon Zombie. She's open to stuff. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> but it was great because I was actually you know, watching. Uh, we've we've never seen her naked, watching, you know. Well, no, of course not. We've never seen her naked. Obviously not. 
Like none of us have seen her naked in any of Rob Zombie's movies. Yeah, Bill's <laughs> rejects. Um, but anyway, um, you know, it's. I watched an interview last night from 2007 when the cast was being interviewed, and they asked Malcolm McDowell, like, "Do you know about Halloween? Like, have you watched it?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "I don't like horror movies." He's like, "I like comedies." So they're like, "Oh, so you don't really know about Donald Pleasance?" He's like, "Well, I know he's an actor, and he was a fine one too, but I never watched Halloween." He's like, "And I probably never will." He's like, "This is just a project." I was like, Man. Good on you for being honest. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I watched all the Halloween movies with Donald Pleasance and got the cadences down. And so, nope, I don't watch that. <laughs> no. Yeah, he asked me to be in a movie, and I said, okay. Donald Yeah, who? same thing, like, when they... <laughs> Donald, like, when they asked me to be... Donald Pleasance? Like, when they asked me to be Tank, tank, tank Girl. And he was like, well, how did you like it? He was like, I hated the character. He was so mean to those little girls. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I still say he fucking rules in Milk Money playing the fucking pimp. Suck up. What the hell? Mm. Suck up. <laughs> what the bloody has a suck up? So good. Playing this fucking cockney fucking pimp with Melanie Griffith as one of his girls. Like, oh, it's so great. <laughs> All right, dude, moving on. What else are we talking about? After the big-time success of the recent Terrifier 2, Cineverse, Bloody Disgusting, and Screenbox have announced that they, of course, have acquired uh, the rights to Terrifier 3, and this time they are planning a wide theatrical release. Uh, So uh, a wide theatrical release being planned for Terrifier 3, which Damon Leone uh, and uh, Bloody Disgusting slash Screenverse and Cineverse say that uh, this once again will be a 100% uh, independent film uh, to prevent any uh, watering down studio notes, uh, studio interference to be able to give the fans what they have expected from Art the Clown so far. And they expect to have this ready and available to you uh, sometime in the fall of 2024. Good. Movie made fucking ten million dollars in only a few theaters, so you know, good on them if they want to do it uh, nationwide. You know, I mean, you can't fucking balk at those numbers. So let's see how Terrifier Three does uh, in twenty twenty four. Yeah, sure it'll be and a masterpiece. They got enough people to buy. They got enough people to buy Screenbox too. If they're if they're looking to invest the money as well, so that's why you did it. So there you go, perfect example. <laughs> Old I gotta watch Terrifier 2. Gonna get me some screen box. <laughs> still haven't have not looked into it, but still a shutter boy. But I mean, hey, it's got its fans. Like I, I see people like with tattoos of Arthur Klein. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Make better choices. But you know, then again, who knows? It's their body, their choice. But I don't know if I would ever want to get a Arthur Klein tattoo. Like forced at gunpoint, yes. But voluntarily, no. <laughs> Yeah, Art the Clown is uh, a favorite. <laughs> Meanwhile, King is messaging all, all the goth chicks. He's like, show me your Michael Myers tattoos. That's so hot. Oh, my God. That's so they hot. all have them. <laughs> they all have at least one. <laughs> sometimes two. Sometimes two. It's usually always one. But they have one. Or the pumpkin. You know, they always have to have the pumpkin from Halloween on there somewhere. Respect them. I'm waiting for the girl that has a Dr. Holmes tattoo. If I ever find her, marrying her. 
<laughs> well, how'd you guys meet? Well, she showed me her Dr. Loomis tattoo, and I was like, yes, that's the one for me. <laughs> Damn you, Michael! It's just a picture of his face. <laughs> yep, <that's... laughs> with the yellow lighter. Yeah. <laughs> you're, waiting, you're waiting for the girl with the Tom Atkins fucking tattoo, man. Then oh, my God, yeah. Oh. Then he's got his girl. If they had a Tom Atkins tattoo... Remember the creeps, Tom Atkins? Oh, my God. I'd be like, we need to get married right now. Let's go to Vegas. Because, holy shit, you have the fucking Tom Atkins under the creeps tattoo? That is fucking, one, <laughs> ballsy, and two, hot. I get to look at Tom Atkins He's in the dr- me? That's pretty fun. <laughs> He's in the drive-thru with Triple H. He's a little out of your age range, King, because you know sometimes you get, oh, what if she's a little bit below your age range because, you know, uh, you like them older. Yeah, I know. That's tough. Yeah, I can't go any younger than 30. Sorry. Can't do it. You're younger than 30, I'm out. But if somebody's got a Tom Atkins tattoo out there, they're definitely over the age of 30. Like, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no girl in her mid-20s is like, I want to get the Night of the Creeps tattoo with Tom Atkins. They don't exist. So you're it's saying <laughs> you're saying that nowhere is there a girl under 30 with a Tom Atkins Night of the Creeps tattoo. That's what you're saying? Not one person no way. in the whole world. Don't exist. Does not exist. It you gonna put exist. A cha- it doesn't happen. Are you, are you, are you going to put a challenge on the Instagram, Talking Terror Instagram page, Dean? Well, I'm not necessarily going to put a challenge on the, on the Talking Terror Instagram, you're never but I know that, like, you know, we follow, like, 4,000 different accounts, and a lot of those accounts are horror chicks that are covered head-to-toe in tattoos, like, with horror tattoos, tattoos of all kinds, and girls of all ages, yeah. shapes, and sizes. So, like, like, I would imagine that, like, in the realm that it's a possibility. Like, I wouldn't close the door 100%. I mean, how about... I mean, I'm, you know... Maybe mm-hmm. we could find the king a wife. Maybe we could just put it out there. Oh! That, like, hey, the king is looking to get married. Any chick under 30 who gets themselves a Tom Atkins tattoo will have themselves a bona fide uh, king. Maybe... Maybe we can no, find three girls with Tom Atkins Night of the Creeps tattoos, and we can have a we can have a king off. We can have a, like a dating game oh. uh, where they vie. For... Hmm. The sound sounds. They vie for me. We lost the, we lost the dean, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think I think giving the king, you know, a couple options here, you can't hear would me? be great. So for no, a second, you drop You're back now. So, yeah. No, I mean, that, that's fun. You know, have a little game show, get a host, you know. It'd be great. It'd be great content for all of our socials. Oh, man. It would be. They they turn, just, into they reality, turn, turn into a reality show? <laughs> <laughs> the King's Court. <laughs> I was just about to say, the King's Court. Love. Yeah, the King's Court. <laughs> there you go. They just they don't exist. I mean, I know you have, like, thousands of girls on your Instagram page covered in head-to-toe tattoos. Fine, you won't. The Tom Atkins tattoo. I want to talk there. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. But they don't exist. Nobody's getting a Don, uh, Dan Chalice or, or Ray Cameron tattoo on them. <laughs> you just, no. Loomis, maybe. Loomis is a good one. Loomis, there might be one out there. But, yeah, I don't, I I don't know about many, that. I bet there's many of you. Well, I imagine there's probably a lot of girls with Loomis tattoos. Because he fucking rocks. Or, you know, just avoid the ones with Jack Skellington because I don't want to talk to them. They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Too many of them. So I was like, that was my first one. No kidding. <clears throat> Wonder why. But no. 
Yeah, so the challenge is out there. Any girls with Where did you get it? Tattoo, <laughs> Where, when did you get surfing. your first tattoo when I was 15? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was 13 at a party. I'm hardcore. <laughs> no, cool. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, and you got Sally, too. Cool. And that's, you got to get the match. You got to get the pair. Change the subject. Oh, Jack on, <laughs> Jack on one leg, Sally on the other. Uh, oh, you yeah, your legs, that's what they do. Christmas. <laughs> oh, being yeah, a, right between being the sides. Yeah. You know, my first my first thought was what Sally Field. You know, being that she was oh. in his age range, but then th- then I realized you know, Sally Field. Oh. Oh. oh man, if there's somebody out there with a Sally Field tattoo, I'd want to meet them too. I'd love to meet somebody who got a Sally Field tattoo. <laughs> oh, this is my Forrest Gump Sally Field tattoo. I love oh. it so much. Wow, <laughs> we got a long <laughs> way in a short time to get there. <laughs> <laughs> my mama had a lot of gentlemen callers. Those are my running shoes. <laughs> and I love the movie so much, so I decided to get a Sally Field tattoo from Forrest Gump. And I have Lieutenant Dan in my ankle. Oh, my God, this girl. Look at you. If I if I was to do a Sally Field tattoo, I would definitely have to do it from uh, term, uh, no, uh, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I always get that movie confused with Fried Green Tomatoes, so I don't know. I haven't seen either of them, but nah. I think they're the same movie, just with different characters. Uh, Tawanda! No, nah, dude. same thing. No, nah, dude. No, Steel Magnolias is a way better film than Fried Green Tomatoes. <laughs> hmm. Oh, so Steel Magnolias is the, the salon movie, right? That's the one where they have like, yeah. their southern uh, girls and they run a salon. And fried green tomatoes, yes. they also run the salon, but they do nails only or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's a, a connection there somehow. And Jessica Tandy shows up in the movie She has a cameo in I think that's driving America's me. sweetheart, Jessica Tandy. Oh, yeah, with Dan Aykroyd. That was a good movie. Yeah, I saw that one. Because he just played the asshole son. I was like, it's about time Dan Aykroyd plays an asshole. He always plays the good guys. I don't no, think Sally you're Field is mom. <laughs> No, she was not. You don't think Sally <laughs> was, well, was She was in the No, the old lady from no. Cocoon was in that one. Yeah, Jessica Tandy, yeah. <laughs> well, they were which old, one? But, you know, that was a... Cocoon? <laughs> which had a Cocoon. sequel for some reason that I never understood. Yeah, that was the one with Wolf Brim, uh, Wolf of Brimley and Don Amici yeah, and Wolf of Brimley, uh, Jessica Tandy. Don Amici, Jessica Tandy, uh, Steve Gutenberg, Steve Gutenberg. Ryan Dennehy. Yeah. Oh, man, Who's the Steve Gutenberg showing off that showing off Martin that Sheen. <laughs> Martin Sheen and John F. Kennedy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Sheen was not in Cocoon. Yeah, I, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he should have been, but he wasn't. Too young to be in that movie. <laughs> young whippersnapper Martin Sheen. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they did do a sequel to that, but, you know, I don't know why, but we still never got a sequel to Batteries uh, Not Included, which I was always waiting for. you make that joke. You make that joke, but I'll have you know that Wilford Brimley, when they made movie. Cocoon, was only 50 fucking years old. Oh, I know, but he always looked old. I've said this on the show many times. Yeah, he he's always looked perpetually old. He's one of those. Man, that's like way too young. I this thing, I never even fucking realized that was him. So I was just so used to him having that mustache. Well, he had the mustache. <laughs> just being angry. 
He was the oatmeal and guy in the, guy from the fucking battle, the battle of for Endor, man. You know, like yelling at that little fucking speedy fucker. I, Teak. God damn it, Teak. I was, God damn fucking Teak. Uh, taking to these little girls. And then, uh, and then yeah, talking about his dad. See, I always meet him <laughs> as Pop from, from the natural. Oh, yeah, he was in the natural. Yeah. Yeah, and diabetes, man. Like, he led the charge of diabetes back in the day. So they, hey, you got diabetes? So do I. Let's talk about it. Like, okay. <laughs> They're having a conversation. <laughs> you know, it was a weird time for movies, man. Like, you know, yeah, Wilfred Brimley always seemed old to me. And, and same with Robert Duvall. Oh, I love Robert Duvall, but he always seems like just like an old guy. Like, never felt like he was ever young. His youth just got robbed from him. Even in the Godfather movies, I was like, he's old. <laughs> Why does he look old in these movies? In the 70s. He should look young as a consigliere to the fucking family. And he looks old. But, mm. and, but yeah. It was, a, it was a time. Everybody used to look old back in the 80s. <laughs> they could be in their 40s and they'll in their 70s. Because there was a, hey, a meme I saw school. where they showed... Oh, well, always, because they always had to look like they were in their 30s and they had kids at home that they had to get back to. But I remember somebody shared, like, a Paul Rudd <laughs> meme where Paul Rudd is in his 50s, and they showed Wilford Brimley side by side with Paul Rudd. They're like, what's going on here? <laughs> They're the same age, <laughs> 55 years old, and yet Paul Rudd is a vampire. He never ages. And look at Wilford Brimley in 55. Looks like he should be 80. I was like, yeah, I don't know. The 80s are just a weird time for people. They just look perpetually old all the time. I don't know. We just we, we enjoyed it, and we got a lot of good movies out of it. Indeed. But anyway, dude, speaking uh, of, move, speaking of movies, real quick, you know, like I said earlier, man, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we because uh, we, we've discussed it a number of times on the show, uh, the the writer strike has finally reared its head, and indeed, all those Marvel movies yeah. that everybody's been waiting for are in Ugh, God damn it! It, it is it is full on. Commented Fantastic Four, uh, in, uh, not Infinity War. It's Fantastic War, Four, Secret Wars, Deadpool Three. Deadpool was also yeah. on that list, mm-hmm. so so that's going to be delayed. And uh, even though that supposedly it started production already, but I guess they cannot alter the script at all because of the uh, the writer strike, and uh, and yeah, the Kang Dynasty as well. So all the films you've been looking forward to. Kang Dynasty is going to be a weird one with Jonathan Majors, so we'll see how that shakes out after everything he's gone through. See if he returns as Kang, but and then also, you know, John Romita Sr. died. Fucking guy that co-created yeah. so many good characters, did a great run of Spider-Man. He co-created Punisher, Wolverine, so many good characters. Yeah, that was a big one right up there, John Romita Sr. For those comic book boys out there and girls. <laughs> yes. He was a legend. Yeah. Yeah, that hit hard, man, for me. It's just because <laughs> all, all the books that I was watching, I mean, that I grew up watching, I mean, grew up during the 70s really? and early 80s and stuff like that were just all done through him with his artwork, with his unique brushstrokes, and because mm-hmm. he had definitely changed the form from Steve Ditko's form to actually so they're giving yeah. it more solid form you know giving it more shape you know well no you know steve ditko thank you for your contribution to helping create spider-man but at the same time your stuff was very cut and dry you know comic strip style a lot like bob kane's batman and 
Yeah. This completely changed the game and brought new levels to the artwork. And, you know, just, yeah. <sighs> Fucking amazing Spider-Man. Girl. Yeah, no okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you even co-created Mary Jane Watson. So, yeah, I mean, he was, he was iconic in, in the artist field of comic books. So, yeah, that's a tough one. But anyway, Dean, moving forward, what else are we talking about today? Uh, next year, John Carpenter will enter the realm of video games with John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, uh, which will be available for both PCs and consoles. Uh, it's being said that this is a cooperative uh, first-person shooter. Uh, a brief premise when a science experiment goes wrong, uh, it awakens the sludge god who has the power to turn people into zombies. Uh, so, John Carpenter entering the realm of games with John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. So he's writing it, I'm guessing? He's writing the, uh, the story? Or is he just uh, I don't producer? know exactly what his involvement is. Because he's a huge gamer, Carpenter. He loves video games, so... It's oh, really? Cool to see him actually having some... Oh, yeah, he's a huge gamer. He always talks about playing video games. He loves Call of Duty, all those shooters. Oh, yeah. He, he's a big-time gamer. So, to see him actually that getting involved in, cool. in gaming is very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's plenty of interviews out there where he's talking about his favorite video games. <clears throat> That's part of the thing he likes to do is just I sit at home and play video games. Wouldn't have expected it. Right? You wouldn't think no, so. I, you wouldn't think yeah, so. Yeah, just because, uh, yeah, I would have expected him to just be more into his music and listening to music. If anything else, it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, then, yeah, being a gamer, that's really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, like I said, there's plenty of interviews out there where he talks about his love of video games. And, like, he lists his top favorite video games. And very into music, too, but he's also, like I said, in the game. So when I found that out, I was like, that's cool. You know, he just has all this time on his hands. <laughs> so why not make music and then play video games and then be involved in Toxic Commando? So. We'll see what shakes out with that. Like I talked about last week, I know Dean, you weren't here, but you know that uh, the thing you were talking about—the uh, suburban screams, John Carpenter's suburban screams—he actually directed an episode from home. <laughs> so he did it from his home, and it was uh, shot in Europe. So he got to do everything just kind of over Zoom. And he's like, it was a lot fun. <laughs> Highly recommended. Let him do whatever he wants, it's Carpenter. You know, he's the last vestige of the classic directors. Protect him at all costs. Craven, yeah, <laughs> Hooper, Romero, all King, gone. He's still King's around. Favorite term. Yeah, yeah, King. You know the uh, masters of horror, but still, like all the OGs are gone. He's still around. Please stay with us, John. <laughs> Don't go. You know, keep. You know, there's going to be another Halloween movie. I know you're going to be involved. Give him a couple <laughs> years away. Give him a couple years. Take that paycheck. Make a skip from the New York Oh, he's going to glad, he's glad to cash in for But all right, what else are we talking about? Uh, you know, the recent Evil Dead film, which uh, had a wide theatrical release, we know was supposed to be uh, streaming only uh, for HBO Max, now known as Max. And uh, what I'm here to say is that we know uh, another uh, content, uh, I guess, director from the modern Evil Dead universe, Fede Alvarez, has been working on an alien film for Hulu, 
uh, that mm-hmm. was supposed to be due in 2024. And this, again, uh, similar to the Predator Prey movie, this was going to be a Hulu exclusive, but it's been announced that this alien film is now going to have a full theatrical release and will be hitting the big screen on August 16th of 2024. Nice. <clears throat> the rumor that. The rumor yeah, is that Alien forward. Romulus has not been confirmed mm-hmm. uh, as of this time, uh, but where this was going to be like a, a streaming only, uh, it is now going to be hitting the big screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because I wasn't a fan of uh, Covenant, but I was a fan of the, the other one that came out after that. <laughs> you know, but uh, Danny McBride was in it. can't remember what the name of that was. It was Alien something. Uh, oh. man, I can't remember what the name of that movie was. but It, it was supposed to originally yeah, bridge what? the gap between Covenant and Alien, but I don't know. I, I, I felt like that one fell flat on that on, in that regard anyway. Oh, I don't dislike it. Danny McBride was in Alien Covenant. You were talking about Alien Covenant. Prometheus is the one you didn't like. Covenant, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Covenant was the one I liked. I didn't like Prometheus because I felt like that was just that was too much. But, yeah, I felt like Covenant brought it back to Alien, where it's like these guys are on a spaceship and, and they get attacked by aliens. It was a simpler kind of tome. But then again, I'm a fan of The Predator, that movie that everybody fucking hates, that I still defend. So who am I? My opinion doesn't count. Because <laughs> I still defend that movie and everybody talks about it. <laughs> I defend that movie in every conversation I've ever had about that movie. I, just, I, I like that fucking And Prey was great. Prey was fucking amazing, but I still defend the Predator. It was still fun. Shane Black was involved. How could you not like it? The guy's been with the series from the start. But <clears throat> it just fell flat for a lot of people. Um, but very cool about anyway. So what else are we talking about, Dean? What else are we talking about? Lionsgate uh, is going to be reviving the Leprechaun franchise with a new movie uh, from director Felipe Vargas. Uh, And uh, Felipe Vargas has been tasked to reimagine the franchise, not a uh, sequel or anything, but a reimagined franchise. And as of this time, it's stated that... Man, no, no, no. Like, he he went all fucking Max Headroom. Dude. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. You went all... <laughs> all right. Uh, so with this Leprechaun <laughs> film, uh, it, it, as of this time, it is said it is not expected to return. Oh, yeah, you know, well, he hasn't returned for the other two because they did Leprechaun Origins and the great fucking one that Monkey and I saw on Sci-Fi. That Leprechaun movie. Oh, that, that was so cool. good. <laughs> I mean, so this is the third kind of go back to the well and see what we can do with Leprechaun. So I remember posting that in the Talking Terror page. I'm like, yep, the third go around for Leprechaun. Let's see what happens this time, guys. <laughs> Those movies are just always good. I mean, Origins wasn't that great. Even though Hornswoggle played uh, the Leprechaun in that one, because they just kind of went more demonic with it. But, a little bad. Yeah, the, the Leprechaun movie they came up with. <laughs> yeah. But that one that uh, the monkey and I saw, no, it was tits. I was like, this is what I want to see in a Leprechaun movie, just fucking tearing up bodies and just being like, ha-ha, big old. Well, you know, yep, love it. That's <laughs> yeah. all you really need for a Leprechaun movie. But we'll see what shakes out with this uh, other reboot movie. So, all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? 
we are talking about uh, the fact that uh, Prop Store uh, is going to be having an auction with hundreds of screen-used items up for grabs from notable films such as Poltergeist, The Thing, Friday the 13th series, and others. Uh, this is going to be a live auction that begins on June 28th. There's going to be 1,400 uh, rare lots. I just made a couple of notes of some things that jumped out. Uh, there is going to be the Evil Clown doll from the original Poltergeist uh, that's expected mm -hmm. to come in anywhere between two hundred and four hundred thousand dollars dollars uh, There is the Norris Spiderhead from The Thing. Uh, which is expected to come in between 100 and 200,000. Uh, there is from the very famous Eye of the Beholder episode of The Twilight Zone, uh, the Mel Nurse mm -hmm. makeup appliance is up for auction, expected to come in between 8 and 16K. Uh, the Jason Mask, a screen used Jason Mask from Friday the 13th, Part 7, uh, is expected to fetch between 60 and 120K. Uh, and a stunt Michael Myers mask from H2O is also uh, available, expected to go between 30 and 60K. All told, uh, they're expecting this auction to bring in roughly around $12 million. Interesting. So if you got the scratch, uh, go for it. I don't. So, But uh, it's going <laughs> to brought that up to you because there's neither do I. There is a. Neither do I. There's a guy I follow uh, named Sean Clark. He does horror hall grounds. Uh, he's an agent for a lot of horror movie stars. He's got fucking money. Like, he, he definitely has money. So he uh, won an auction to get all the jackets from the Lost Boys movie. So he got, you know, Keeper Sutherland's jacket. He got Alex Winter's jacket, Billy Worth's jacket. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, they didn't really give me a COA on any of it. He's, I was kind of mad about it. Then he showed how much he paid for it, and it was $118,000. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> like, you know, I'm never going to have that kind of dough. But, man, like, you know, I mean, he's got props all over his house. Like, he's got tons of original screen use props. But, like, when he showed that, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, you just dropped up, like, $118,000 on four jackets, and you have no real certificate of authenticity for any of them. <laughs> so they could have just found jackets and made them. And <laughs> he just dropped over a hundred grand. <clears throat> I was like, I'd be a little bit mad. I'd be a little bit mad. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, Oh, I'm kind of upset about it, but what are you gonna do? I'll just have to move on. Well, somebody could have just made those jackets. <laughs> They're real, but you know. <laughs> so, buyer beware if you're gonna do an auction for, for that uh, site. So seems cool. I just I'll never have that kind of money. Like the Dean said, I'll never have that kind of money. We're never gonna have that kind of money, but yeah, I would, I would love, like, a screen use Michael Myers mask. Even though it's from H2O, nah, fuck it. I'd love to have it, but <laughs> But, all right. So, Dean, what else are we talking about? I'll tell you, King, since you asked nicely and I really would like to know. Uh, Eli Roth yeah, thank you. and James <laughs> Fry and DreamWorks are teaming up for a gateway animated horror series aimed at older children for Peacock slash Hulu uh, that is currently titled Fright Crew. Uh, the premiere date has yet to be announced, but they say that the first season will consist of 10 episodes. 
Again, this is a horror-themed animated series that is aimed at older children that they're calling a gateway uh, series. So, uh, yeah, gateway. Gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, like all those fucking kids that are still out there running around talking about how pot is a gateway drug to harder shit. <laughs> pot's a gateway drug. It's going to make you do cocaine. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But... Where'd you, where'd yeah, that's where'd you learn how to do this? I learned it. <laughs> there you go. I don't always support anything Eli Roth does. Um, and I was talking to the ghoul uh, through uh, text about the show on HBO called The Idol with uh, Lily Rose Depp and uh, The Weeknd. And Eli Roth actually had a cameo in the first episode where he played a guy representing Live Nation, and he was fucking hilarious. <laughs> if you just watch that scene with him in it, he's just fucking great. He's like, I don't have a fucking idea. I mean, what do you want from me? I'm from Live Nation. See my picture on my phone? That's me. Let me in. <laughs> you know? I just, I, I'm a huge fan of Eli Roth. I know Monkey hates him, but I love him. So looking forward to Thanksgiving at the end of the year. I'll be there day one. Finally getting Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So. But, yeah, yeah, cool. If you haven't it. checked out the idea yet, it's only been two episodes. But, yeah, I think you'll like it. Yeah, no, like I said, I know, I know it's done by the same people that did Euphoria. So, and I love that show. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, it's one that's on my list. I, I keep meaning to uh, to watch it and just again, there's so many things, not enough time. Oh yeah, I mean, it's only two episodes in too, so you could just stack it up like I do, just like binge it at a certain point. I mean, I've, I've been watching every Sunday when it comes on, so because I have nothing else to watch, so definitely worth it. it. It's you know just a lot of sex, a lot of cringe, a lot of cult stuff, and you know it, it's interesting. So check it out, but. Uh, is that for it, uh, you, Dean, or do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into the movie? Uh, there's a couple of other things that I'd like to talk about, Kane, if that's okay with you. Okay. Sure. Go for it. All right. Uh, we don't often think of this uh, long-time uh, pop culture personality as being involved uh, with anything from our about here on Talking Terror, but I've learned that uh, none other than Cher is going to be entering the world of horror as an executive producer. Uh, yeah, Cher, as in Sonny and Cher, is going to be the executive producer of a horror film uh, coming from Spider-One, uh, who is Rob Zombie's brother and the frontman of Power Man 5000. Uh, he had his directorial debut a few years ago with an anthology film called Allegoria, uh, but this film that he's going to be directing is called Little Bites, and Cher uh, is going to be executive producing this film. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do the soundtrack, too. Interesting. Cher, who starred in the Turn back time, whoa. Yeah. It's all right. Turn back time to King, 1985, King where she starred in, she starred in Mask. Mask. Yeah, Bring it all around. Mask. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what else, Dave? And then finally, uh, some time ago, it was my pick on the show, uh, we watched uh, an Asian film titled One Cut of the Dead. Uh, that was mm-hmm. about... Uh, the creation of uh, of a horror movie. Uh, so uh, there was a remake 
where we knew there was going to be a remake. But what I did not know is that the remake, which is from France, the French remake, uh, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival last May, and then theatrically in France last June. Uh, the remake of One Cut of the Dead has the simple title, Final Cut, and I have learned uh, that it will reach American shores this summer on July 14th. Uh, so if you were a fan of One Cut of the Dead and would like to see the French remake, Final Cut, uh, you don't have to wait much longer. It's just a few weeks away on July 14th in the United States. Wouldn't mind it. That's a oh, good my movie. God. This is, I like. this is like the Dean's Wet Dream, a French remake of an... <laughs> Korean horror movie. <laughs> He's got to be excited. That's like both worlds. Tread, like tread lightly, monkey. I might, I might, might, like, might cause me to change on deck for next week, buddy. Dude, what cut of the dead was fucking awesome, actually, man. Really it was. I liked that. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the French interpretation of uh, one cut of the dead with final cut. So, yeah, I'm honestly looking forward to it. Uh, <clears throat> but with that being said, all right, uh, Ghoul uh, is your film pick of the week, Watership Down from 1978, directed by Martin Rosen and John Hubley. Uh, give us a synopsis, what you thought about it, and let's get animated. Uh, I mean, listen, it's, it's Watership Down, so if you don't know, if you're not down with the Watership, then, then, then I don't know. Uh, you know, this, this, this is uh, a story that I've always meant to, to read. It's a movie that I've always meant to watch. And I just, for whatever reason, I never get around to it. And, you know, last week when, when we were joking about torturing the king with, with an animated feature, I was like, you know what, at the very least, let me find something that, that should at least have some horrific elements to it. So I did what everybody does in this day and age, and I went to the Internet. And the Internet, you know, which we know does not lie, ever. Never lie. No. Um, no. No. Of course you know, had a list of, of films that, that were animated movies that had horror, like if not horror themes, horrific scenes, uh, some of which were mm-hmm. like that uh, – that one Korean film, which was like the, the the train to Busan or whatever it is, and I was like, yeah, that's just you know what, that's just a little too too easy. You know, I wanted something with some depth. I wanted something that was was gonna be whimsical in a way, in a way to torture the king, but at the same time still have some of those those themes. And like I said, I, I've I've heard of this story for years, so so it's not like you know that this was an unknown entity or property i just never knew what the exact details of said thing was um so yeah so so we we get joined as the uh the flock of rabbits are 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 tortured by their god for a little while and made vulnerable only for their god to then make them faster than their enemies and now they just need to go find a home somewhere else and then they want to get fucked so 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 they got to go and find people to fuck uh, or, or rabbits like rabbits actually, not people like like rabbits yeah they fuck like rabbits and rabbits like to fuck <laughs> and uh and, yeah, so, so essentially you know they 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 do they do find some some females there's some some war stuff that goes on between them and and some other bunnies and uh and yeah you know what <laughs> this in this does have some of those those late 70s early 80s like Okay, maybe not necessarily horror, 
But at the same time, if I like, if I had seen this when I was a little kid, there would have been things that creeped me out in this movie, just between the way it was animated and, and some of the bloodletting, because it, it's definitely not fucking Tom and Jerry. It's definitely not, you know, you, you're not watching Looney Tunes here. Um, this ain't no Chip and Gel Rescue Rangers. No, it's no <laughs> fucking DuckTales either, man. No fucking ooh-ooh is going on here. Woo! <laughs> So, so, so there you go, duck. Watership Down. I don't know if you were down with it, but I ended up enjoying it. Um, <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing, I guess, the uh, there was a Netflix series, if I remember uh, Monkey mentioning it, right? Yeah. I think you said it was pretty mm-hmm. bad, yeah. but, you know, like, I don't know. I want to take a look and see and, and see if it uh, adds any would... depth to, to some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, like, yeah, the, uh, that one was just uh, trailers and CGI updated kind of stuff. That's all. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. So, Dean, what do you think about Watership Down? All right. So, um, this one, also, I had never seen before. Um, the, the novel was given to me as an end-of-year gift by a student uh, five or six years ago, and I um, didn't yet. Uh, but I also haven't seen this film. And man, uh, what I can say right off the bat as I was watching this is that I wish this is one of those uh, of the several uh, that I would have stumbled upon uh, late night TV, uh, either incredibly faked or tripping, because uh, I think that would have been the, the right time uh, and uh, in the right headspace uh, for this one. So, like, it was cool to see it now, um, you know, Similar to some of the other animations that I watched in that time frame, I would have liked to, to see this then. Uh, but it's an interesting story. Like, they're trying to say lots of important stuff that's still relevant today. Um, and, and, yeah, they have water, Watership Down. Interesting. Okay. Monkey, what do you think about Watership Down? Oh, wow. I like – wow. I can't believe you guys have never seen this movie. So, okay, because – 70s, 1980s. All right, yeah, 1980s. We're gonna sit there and specifically say 1983. Monkey was in third grade, <laughs> and we were having movie day at school, and <laughs> we were presented with the film Water Ship Down. Okay, here we are in the auditorium. <laughs> All of us third graders sitting there. And I'm all excited because we're going to watch a cartoon. And this thing comes on. And, like, I, I necessarily wouldn't say this movie is hard, but, like, it was definitely traumatic for a lot of people. And I got to witness this trauma happen. All right? Just, you know, all of the girls that were losing their shit over the blood and what was going on. Um... And me, I was digging it because even as a little monkey, you know, I had seen my share of, is someone, like, going through, like, a drawer or something? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? Somebody dying? It's probably uh, the That's probably the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So continue as we talk over the madness. 
But, you know, so watching this drama unfold and, you know, just seeing it happen of these, you know, little girls, you know, thinking they're going to see a cute little funny movie and then seeing the blood and, you know, between the warring tribes and the bunnies and stuff going on. You know, me, I dug it because, again, I had seen anime as a little kid and maybe that I probably shouldn't have seen as a little kid. No, nothing hentai ghoul. But I definitely see my share of stuff Mm -hmm. where... The hero had gotten shot down. There's definitely blood in the anime. And, you know, you, you have, you know, your hero, you know, is coming up and he's just all covered in blood. And it was cool as hell. You know, talking about you, Dymo. <laughs> but, you know, this, like, I appreciate it because the artwork was solid. You know, it was good layback storytelling while at the same time also having to see here. The, the strictness of English military going on, uh, you know, there's not really a lot going on, but always patrol, patrol, and yes, sir, and no, sir, you know, because we got nothing else to do. You know, <laughs> a lot like the, the English military when they were in Africa. You know, a lot of that, you know, and I was raised with a lot of that being raised by English mom. So all of that was just in there. And, yeah, there's beautiful film, film to look at and – I appreciate it now, but at the same time, you know, you're you're never going to forget that trauma from the 80s of being forced to watch it in glass. <laughs> but, King, what did you think of this charming little bunny flick? God, this movie was so bad. Like, it's just so, it, it just, it was so bad. Like, I, you know, you know, Ghoul succeeded. He wanted to torture me, and he did. Because this movie felt like it was four fucking hours long. I was like, it's only an hour and a half. Can't be that bad. Nope. It fucking felt like it took forever. I was like, even if I saw this as a kid, I'd be like, that's it. This is what's traumatizing kids. This fucking movie about rabbits that just want to fuck and, and to places. I was like, it's fine. I was like, it's fine. But like, again, like I had flashbacks to never ending story where they were talking about Artax and that whole scene where it's like, no, Artax, you can't die. And all these kids being devastated. I was like, well, you know, the one rabbit that gets killed, Violet, she just gets fucking poofed in the fucking dust by a hawk. And they're like, oh, she's gone. And I was like, were kids devastated by this movie? Like, I feel like, I, was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I was a weird kid. Yes, like, I, they were. Because I was watching. No, I was watching shit that I shouldn't have been watching as a kid. You know, I just, you know. So if somebody had shown me this movie as a kid, I was going like, well, that's fucking buttons over here. <laughs> You know, it just, it, it, it didn't, it was, it was like whimsical, but then it was like, all right, we're going to get into some like blood. And I'm like, well, that's not even that great. Like, I was like, I was like, why, why is this considered a cult classic? Like I kept researching it and they're like, oh, it's a cult classic. It's a, the movie that kids shouldn't have watched, but it's, you know, they did. I'm like, well, it's very fucking tame. I was like, so, you know, like, but then again, I was a different kid back then, but even watching it now, I'm like, well, I, I don't know why this has a following because, it's just not great, you know. I mean, it, it has a beginning, middle, and end. So we'll say it's a movie. It's a steal from the ghoul a little bit, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but so it, my it, it also has all this because. Okay, b- before you get into all that, it's this movie has like been around for over forty years, like, and for the longest time, this was sitting around as a PG film in in the family section. 
and pe- and you, like you have to understand, okay? It's people G-rated. were seeing this as you, that's what I was saying is G, okay? And yeah, it should be G. It should. If, if, yeah. No, it, okay. Anyway, it was rated G, and people were discovering this movie and renting it and sharing it with their kids and then they get home and watch this thing and then you have blood you know then you have rabbits like you know bleeding from the mouth because they're trapped in snares and then get getting in street fights and <coughs> tearing each other up violently like that. dying you know, and violently attacking one another that's the thing and yeah. you also have these characters have human they have human like traits and associations. You know, you can easily associate this film to a lot of, uh, I mean, you can easily draw a parallel to this and, and, and the Jewish plight, even from World War II, with, you know, with them needing to get out of Germany. They had to leave their original home because of all the crazy shit that was going on, and they had to find another place to settle. And then when they got there, what happened? They had to fucking figure out how to fight against a whole nother group. There are a lot of parallels here to, like, real life and, and human types of dramas that, that definitely transcend just a bunch <laughs> of little bunny rabbits fighting against each other. There's a reason the book is a fucking classic, man. Maybe I should read it. Sure. Okay. Well, you were, you, you were the English teacher. <laughs> you can yeah, we were, kind of, we were so, kind of all hoping that you were the one to have read it. I'm pretty sure, like the monkey even said, "Oh, I can't wait to hear what the dean has to say about this book." <laughs> yeah, right, he did say that. <laughs> so, all right. So the movie opens telling us that the great Frith made the world. He made stars and all the animals, including El Haraya, the prince of rabbits, who had a lot of friends, and they all ate grass together. But then they started to fuck and multiply and eat everything. So Frith was like, hey, man, control your people or I'll do it for you. So Elariah was like, fuck you, buddy. So Frith decided to change all the animals into different things, like a, a fox, a dog, a hawk. You get the idea of these animals changing. So also, these animals were given the thirst to hunt down and kill all the children of Elariah. So Elariah was like, oh, I'm going to hide from Frith. And Frith's like, why don't you come out? And he's like, oh, I don't think so. I'm cool. So Frith decided to say, I'm going to turn you into a super rabbit or something. So if El Hariah can dodge all the animals that want to kill him, his people will not be destroyed. And that's when we cut to a nice little meadow where we hear two people talking before leaving. A rabbit named Fiverr emerges from a bush after being told it's safe to come out, even if there's something strange about the Warren, what they live in. So Fiverr goes hopping around looking for Cold Foot until he runs into two other mean rabbits, one named Toad Flax, and they take the Cold Foot away from him to eat. So Fiverr and his brother Hazel do more rabbit shit together. Fiverr finds a joint in the ground and then begins tripping balls, like seriously fucking tripping out, imagining the field turning into blood. And Fiverr's, friend, Fiverr's brother Hazel is like, yo, man, we got to go home. And he's like, the fucking end is coming, dude. It's fucking happening. He's like, yeah, I don't think so. But that's like crazy that you're tripping out. And he's like, because you just smoked way too much of that grass. So Hazel and Fiverr <laughs> go to speak with the chief rabbit. But they have to go through Bigwig first, who speaks with the chief rabbit and allows Fiverr and Hazel inside. Fiverr tells the chief rabbit that something bad is going to happen. But chief rabbit is like, dude, it's fucking peak fuck season. We can't leave now. There's so much fucking to do. And he's like, all right, I'm just letting you know. Like, we're going to die. And he's like, whatever, man. I don't believe you. So Chief Rabbit sends no. Fiverr and Hazel on their way. Yeah, we got to get that fuck on. Mm-hmm. So 
Chief Rabbit berates Bigwig, telling him that Fiverr and Hazel need to be watched by the Auswa, which is the Rabbit Cops. That night, Fiverr and Hazel, along with Bigwig, was had it with the Oswa shit. Also, Blackberry, Pimpkin, Dandelion, Silver, and Violet escaped the Warren, passing by a sign that is announcing a residential community is about to be built on the very same spot. So the group decided to enter a dangerous woods, <laughs> dodging a, a lendry. The uh, they didn't move the body. <laughs> so they dodge a, a, a lendry. They survive, and the following day, a dog appears, so the rabbits have to make their way across a creek using a piece of wood as a makeshift raft. Bigwig and Hazel come across a road and some roadkill, which is apparently killed by a redudu, or as we call them, cars. Bigwig then tells Hazel that the cars aren't interested in them as a jeep drives by, but then soon a red sports car comes zipping by, nearly killing and running over Bigwig. The rest of the group crosses the road and they enter another field, and as they take the time to rest, everyone except Violet is having a good time, who gets immediately killed by a fucking hawk. Poof. Oh, that's not very good. A friend is dead. Oh, no, that's not right. Like, I was like, wow, they had no fucking reaction to that fucking Violet getting killed by a hawk. I was like, oh, my God, like, our friend's like, dead. And you're like, oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> well, again, though, they, 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 know the stories of the, they know the stories of the animals that are all out there to kill them. Everything, everything else that was mm-hmm. made is made to kill rabbits. That's, that's all that they are going mm-hmm. to do according yep. to according to their religion, so to say, you know. So so yeah, I mean she she did not play it smart. She did not play it safe and she definitely did not run. She stopped and got caught. So bye bye Violet. And unfortunately she is the only doe, you know, that, that left with them. So, so she <laughs> yeah. was, oh, she was their gangbang queen, you know? That would have been a weird scene. <laughs> <laughs> the deleted watership down scene where they all just bang fucking Violet. Like, we're having the right time, aren't we? We're having a great time in the war and banging our friends. Violet. Yes, too right. Too wrong. Wrong one night. So that night, the group takes shelter in a mausoleum and are attacked by black rats as a white owl swoops in trying to take out some of those rats. Not feeling safe, they find their way to another up. field as it begins to rain. <laughs> yeah. So the group encounter a rabbit named Cowslip, who welcomes them to his warren and invites them to stay. They decide to enter the warren, discovering an abundance of fly, uh, fucking flavor, flyra, whatever. Uh, it's just vegetables. Vegetables. Yeah, but they call it flyra or flyra, whatever the fuck. Uh, so Cowslip seems to be completely Flavor alone as he invites them all to eat. Fiverr feels like the place is not so chill and opts to leave. Bigwig and Hazel chase after him, and Bigwig is like, bro. You're ruining us all for us. Like, we're here. Stop being a bitch, bro. And Bigwig leaves and gets caught into a snare. Fiverr runs back to the Warren to get their friends, and they arrive to get Bigwig out of the snare, thinking he may be dead, but guess what? He's not. He's fine. He's just like, I'm coughing up blood. That's internal injuries, man. And they're like, no, you're fine. Bigwig, man. Like, you know, just hang out. And he's like, all right, you know what? I am fine. So he continues on their journey. I have to say, I fucking, they duped me. I thought he was dead. I was like, no shit, mm-hmm. they killed this yeah. guy, and uh, and damn, you know? And, and, and it would not have been a surprise, considering some of the things that occurred in other cartoons from, from this time and shortly thereafter, you know? I mean, everything from mm-hmm. The Land Before Time to fucking, you know, Transformers the movie, you know, all had had sequences in it where you were kind of like, 
oh, shit, death happens, and, and sure, it happens in real life. We typically don't see it in our animated features, but, uh, but, but here, here we are, you know, do, doing it up. And not only doing it up, but doing it in, you know, in a fashion, again, like I said, in, in almost a horrific fashion of the blood coming out of his mouth. This guy, he's not just dying. He didn't just get run over by a car. He's fucking suffocating. He's choking <laughs> yeah, to death. He's bleeding out. He's dying. His death. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so they're going to kill one of the rabbits, you know, with the Mo Howard hair. But no, he he, he was. Right. He's fine. So kill he's going to make it. So, kill the rabbit. Uh, the rabbits soon discover a high, lonely hill and decide that's where they need to get to so they'll be safe. At dawn, Fiverr and Hazel go up and check out the nearby Nuthanger Farm. Fucking love the fact that Nuthanger Farm. <laughs> 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 so at Nuthanger Farm, they discover a barn filled with female rabbits, including one named Clover. That's right. The pair want to see the female and a <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are eventually run off by the farm's it's dog. Actually, it's actually Bugs Bunny dressed in drag, you know. It's like, oh, man, is that a male rabbit or a female rabbit? We don't care. It's got a wig on. We'll fuck it. <laughs> We're rabbits. Um, so later, also Captain Holly finds the group and he's injured. He tells them that everyone is dead in the war. He explains that while they're in the war of Sandalford, it was destroyed by humans and evil rabbits known as, uh, uh, fuck, Ephraphrins, Zach Ephraphrins, whatever the fuck it was, Ephraphrins. Little bunny foo-foo. Yeah, like that. Let's go, let's go with Zach Ephraphrins. So here's where I do think the, the movie storytelling gets a little sloppy. He escaped the initial warrant when it got destroyed yeah. by, mm-hmm. by all of that stuff. He ended up in the home of the Efferfriends looking for shelter. He was looking for a new place to live. That's where he got fucked up the way he did next. You know, I like some of this, I I ended up having to like go back and check the Wikipedia after because it feels like they kind of like just jumped through certain things with that, with that. Maybe they were just pressed for time and didn't feel like animating any, any more of it really. But like it, 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 I wasn't sure if the Effer friends were the people that we, we ran into a little bit earlier in the other Warren where they, they had the snare or, or if this was something else entirely. And they, <clears throat> that was the thing I had a problem with too, is that they never really explain the Effer friends, like why they're evil. Like, I mean, they, they kind of give you like a little bit of the background as to why they are the way they are, but it's like, you know, it was kind of a lazy thing to do where they're like, well, you know, they're evil because of the general. And he made them into this, and he tortures them, and he punishes them, so they're just kind of all falling in line. Um, and, it's, you know, I guess it makes it's, sense to it's, have it's, a it's, Yeah, but it's also pretty much like any zombie apocalypse movie, man. When you sit there and, you know, see an established, you know, camp yeah. civilization or anything like that, you know, uh, like Negan, you know, where he had his thing going mm-hmm. on. And he, he was the head of the thing, and he had his strict rules about staying alive, during the situation, and you had to abide by the rules while you were living there. Exact same thing of you're in the war and here, yeah. so therefore you're having to follow the rules. If you try and get out of the line, then they're going to sit there and fuck your ass off. 
And see, I, I look at it also as, you know, it's a differing in perspectives as far as, like, how one, you know, one community or one government runs versus another. You know, we know we know as an American society, we seem to think that our fucking way is the only way and that no other way can ever be anywhere near <laughs> as good as our way. And goddamn be damned if you think that you have any opinion that doesn't match that of us fucking Americans because we know what the fuck is right for the whole entirety of the world. Um you know, and I, I, I very God much saw that. Way. I mean, in a lot of ways, the Efrafriends may maybe are, to a degree, like representative of the Americans. You know, of like, hey, listen, you know, we uh, we're gonna kick your ass if you don't fucking, you know, if you don't follow our rules. Now, now, our people may not all necessarily realize that that they're under this thumb. You know, most of us sit around not realizing, like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we are in kind of a in a in a shitty situation. Uh, we we saw that for four whole fucking years, um, you know. While 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 the rabbits all all fucking ran around supporting, you know, it, put it this way, we we can say that this general is kind of very similar to uh, to a certain fucking maniacal businessman who's trying to get himself reelected again. Airframe, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah! They're gonna come. <laughs> yeah. Make Effer Friends great again. I love my Effer Friend friends. They're very good. They're very nice. They only want order. You know, we need to deliver them whatever they need. Effer Friends, I'm with you. They're not all bad people. <laughs> yeah. them They're very good people on both sides. Fiverr, a little suspect. Fiverr, a little suspect. Not going to say. Not going to say. But you know what? General, he's he's got a good message. We need to listen to him. We need to listen to what he has to say. <laughs> so the group eventually make their way to Watership Down, which is the high, lonely hill. They make their home there. Hazel becomes the new chief rabbit. And the group later encounters an injured seagull named My Fucking Annoyance, Kihar, who isn't too happy to see them after being hurt by the farm cat from earlier. Oh, wait till you meet Kihar in, uh, in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the? Okay, great. So anyway, uh, they like Kihar to stay with them until he's healed. They also come up with a plan to get the female rabbits, but they need to track, uh, trick Kihar into doing it for them. Since Kihar is a horny bird, he decides to help them get their female rabbits so they can all fuck. Where the chicks, man? Where the chicks? Oh, Where the chicks? You have no women to fuck. You, fuck. you need fucking women. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, rabbits must fuck. I was fucking, I was but, dying. Okay. okay, I thought this fucking thing was hysterical, man. He reminded me of fucking, uh, I know that actor that recently passed, you know, the one from, uh, he was in the John Wick movie. Gilbert Gottfried. Fucking, uh, no, 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 Armageddon. You know, the fucking, oh, you oh, American oh. Cowboys, that guy, you know? Like, that's who I kept picturing oh, playing yeah. PR. See, I thought it was Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried all the way, because he was so fucking goddamn annoying. But anyway, uh... That night, Hazel oh, and the other rabbit make their way to the farm. And, uh, what the fuck is Iago? I don't know. We'll find out in soon. Uh, but anyway, uh, they make their way to the farm to attempt to free Clover and her rabbit friends. Iago sounds bad. I don't want to know. I'm going to have to look it up later. But anyway, uh, the plan fails and results in Hazel being shot by the farmer. Bam! And Hazel's like, oh, no, I've been shot. That's not very good. He's <laughs> <laughs> in fucking British fashion. Now, like, oh, fuck! You know, he's just like, oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> he's shot. Oh, that, oh, that bloody well smart. <laughs> Fiverr, you know, Fiverr finds out about this and quickly follows the vision of a black rabbit to where Hazel is. He finds Keyhar who pulls the fuck out of Hazel's leg. He's 
with the red no, eyes channel, so like, dead. I wouldn't follow him. It's the time it's like, I wouldn't follow that fucking for anything. Like, Fiverr's like, hell yeah, man. Leave me to where my friend Hazel is, my brother. Um, so uh, Kihar also tells him about a large Ephrapha Warren, and Holly shows back up and then tells him that he was marked by these rabbits, and they're ruled by General Woundwort. He has his soldiers torture and maim rabbits that go above ground, so despite it not being a good idea, Hazel and the others decide to head to the evil Warren. And that's when we see a patrol nearly take them all out, but Bigwig allows himself to be captured, where he's made an Oswa officer by General Woundsworth. I was like, kind of Nazi vibes here, where he's just like, oh, you'll be good. Slap a slots gun on his fucking paw and fucking nick him a fucking officer. He's like, I don't know. I'm not into this, but all right. <laughs> Goose step, bunny. Goose step. <laughs> we are the ones. Rabbits will not replace us. <laughs> um, so Did you just where the future, Carl? Not them. <laughs> <laughs> so once Bigwig becomes an officer for General Woundwort, Bigwig finds and recruits Black Lavar and Heislin Fay. Yeah, it's a fucking weird name. Two rabbits previously tortured by the Ephrafa. You know, we get to see their fucking ear get gnawed off. They get all scratched up. I'm like, I could see kids being like, oh, no. But at the same time, I was like, eh, that's cool. <laughs> you know? uh, I was like, as a 39-year-old man, I was like, that, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> um, Kihar has also found a man-made boat that he suggests that the rabbits use to escape down the river. So this is when Bigwig makes a plan for Kihar to meet them at sunset so he can not only guide the rabbits down river, but also attack the Ephrapha, but unbeknownst I'm to them, an Ephrapha soldier was listening in. <laughs> so the, the, the SS of the rabbits were listening in on this whole conversation, like, oh, yeah, that's what they're going to do. We need to go find them when they're down river and attack them. So General Woundswort has Bigwig followed, as he doesn't trust him. Bigwig tricks an officer and knocks him out. Woundswort is informed, uh, and he's like, no, you know what? I don't I'm think he's not him. Him. I th- No, because I think he actually he takes him. that officer in, and yeah, I think he actually takes him into the rabbit hole and then actually kills him. Oh, see, I didn't get that. I thought he just knocked him out. Like, I didn't think Bigwood was a killer. I thought he just, like, knocked the shit out. So he's unconscious. I didn't know he, well, murdered that rabbit. It's, kind of, it's not really shown. He just knocks him into that hole. And he's like, yep, that'll do. <laughs> you know, It'd be great if he came out with his fucking head and be like, see? Anybody able to fuck with Bigwig? Got his fucking head. <laughs> I told you I was a fighter, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. He just shows up wearing a bunch of fucking rabbit heads around his neck. He's like, see? Anybody else want to fuck with Bigwig? Now <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got rabbit feet, like a fucking necklace of rabbit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of his bloodied rabbit feet. He's like, these are my lucky rabbit feet, motherfucker. I'm big wig. I got hair. None of y'all have hair. <laughs> I'm big wig, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Definitely so not. Big wig. So, big wig and the others reach the bridge at night, and Kihar fails a show as it's night big and wig. it's not sunset. So he's like, it's not night. It's sunset. I don't know time. Well, I was like, okay. Kihar, stop. <laughs> Stopping an asshole. <laughs> you clearly know it's fucking night. But 
Anyway, he's a he's a, a, he's a, he's a drunken Russian sailor. What do you think, bro? Man, he's he's not <laughs> Russian. It was not a Russian accent on Keyhart at all. He just sounded like an asshole. <laughs> no, I must kill I, them. I got the, <laughs> I got the Russian wrong. accent off of him. Really? I just thought he sounded like an asshole. Like he sounded, I like, said, he sounded like the fucking all you American cowboy guy. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> American cowboy guy. <laughs> Docking, okay. <laughs> this, this is how you fix Russian space station. <laughs> ah, exactly. <laughs> Big American cowboys. Big American bats. But they're British. But anyway, a group of Afrapa show up, and Kihar swoops down to attack them. General Woundswort arrives and corners Bigwig, ready to have him killed, but he manages to escape onto the boat with his friends. And that night, Kihar and the rabbits part ways as they head back to Watership Down. That's the name of the movie. There's no Waterships in this movie. I was kind of disappointed. I was looking for one, but it's it's a fucking hill. So, you know, I was like, what is the elusive title? Water, like, Watership it's Down sounds like a cool title, so you find out it's a fucking hill. <laughs> for what? What is it? What is it symbolism for? A fucking lonely hill? Just... It's a fucking hangar? <laughs> De- depressing like, English Watership Down still, sounds fucking cool. It's sounds like a fucking war movie. Then you're like, oh, no, it's a fucking hill that they fucking <laughs> hang out. That's <laughs> just the name of the hill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all it is. It's the name of the hill. Like, Watership Down. Like, that's a cool fucking name, but it's just a hill. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, man, I was just expecting something different, but we didn't get there. But anyway, uh, they reach Watership Down, but General Woundswort finds them. The rabbits decide to barricade the Watership Down. Fiverr offers Woundswort peace, but the offer is rejected. Woundsworth wants all the deserters to be handed over to him or Watership Down will be destroyed. Inside the Warren, Fiverr goes into a trance where he sees a dog running around the woods. So Hazel's like, oh, shit, I can go back to Nuthanger Farm and free the dog. and They can go after the Efrofins uh, or the SS, whatever you want to call them. You know, they're, they're not. Nuthanger? So it's fine. We just want to, we just want to say <laughs> yeah. Nuthanger again. <laughs> That's all that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> was it ever said in the movie? Was Nuthanger ever said in the movie? Like, was it ever, like, said, oh, that's Nuthanger Farm? Or was this a sign on the farm? Because I don't think they ever said Nuthanger. I'm seeing a sign. It might have been a sign on the farm, but also you got to remember, a lot of the, the things that you're probably reading from Wikipedia are people that took shit from the book, which would definitely have that kind of information because it, it would have done a, a bit of a deeper dive into, like, where the rabbits are going and, and probably a little more on, like, the human front of things. Plus, on top of that, plus on... Yeah. On top of that, it's not like the rabbits can read. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw that earlier when they passed a sign saying that their community was going to be knocked down for a residential area. Leaves, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they they didn't see the big residential community sign as they ran past it. So, yeah, they can't read. Um, fucking stupid rabbits. Learn to read. Come on, rabbit. Fucking, you know. Well, no, that's, 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 that's the war that That's the war they were leaving. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't see the sign saying it was going to be knocked down, so Fiverr was right. There was never a moment where Fiverr was like, see, I fucking told you guys. Did I tell you? I fucking told you. This fucking place is going to be destroyed. <laughs> Nobody believed me. They're like, oh, Fiverr, you fucking sell out a rabbit. No, he never gets that moment. I'm like, damn it. I wish there was a scene where he's like, I fucking told you guys. Was that right or was that right? Was that right? Our whole family and people are all dead. I don't care. I just want to know I'm right. 
I just want somebody to say, Fiverr, you were right. Somebody say, Fiverr, you were right. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll say, wait. Say we're it. Watership say down it, now. bitch. What you got to say? Never has that seen. What you got to say now, (laughs) Mister Daddy Pants from the very beginning? No, he doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. What you got to say now, motherfucker? After I rescued your ass from a snare and shit. What you got to say, big wig? Oh, oh, big wig! I'm ruining it for everybody. Oh, what do you got to say now, motherfucker? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's dead that we knew. I made you guys survive. Somebody say thank you, Fiverr. Just looking for a thank you. No, you never get that scene. Well, well, no, not only that, but, like, after this moment here where Fiverr has his, like, little spaz out, we never see mm-hmm. Fiverr again. Like, this is the last nope. time we're nope, going to see gone. him. He's going to have his, his <laughs> yeah. little freak out yeah. moment, and that's, that's it. Bye, Fiverr. You know, you're only the other, like, important <laughs> character in the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought that up because, like, where the fuck did he go? It's like... He was like the, the main character, like they've been following, and then he just freaks the fuck out, and then he just disappears. He's like me in Pulp Fiction if she wasn't saved by fucking, you know, Vince <laughs> Vega. Like, <laughs> if he just fucking died from a heroin overdose, we never find out what happened to him again because <laughs> he's gone. So Blackberry, Dandelion, and Heisenthali are used as bait to lure the dog to Watership Down, which works. While the Ephrathans break down the defenses of the Warren, General Woundsworth enters the Warren alone, where he's attacked by a Black Lavar, who very quickly gets killed. He's like, all right, this is my time to shine. Oh, fuck. And he immediately gets killed. So, <laughs> well, I even think have a fight. he was just trying to kill some time here. I don't think he ever thought that there was mm-hmm. going to be a chance. He, he just wanted to maybe draw a little bit of blood, maybe get, get a hit in or two, but... You know, his his was more of like, hey, I need fucking revenge for these motherfuckers that ganked me the last time. He, I, yeah, I thought he was going to get yeah. a couple good hits in, and it's like, no, he's dead. <laughs> right? Immediately gets fucking got by uh, General Woundsworth. Um, so Bigwig and Woundsworth get into a fight, but reaches a tie as the farm's dog arrives and begins attacking the Frothens. And I was like, all right, see, now I'm having fun, because the dog's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. He's fucking tearing his fucking Oh, man. Apart. When the dog know, like, shows up, man, he, he's, like, showing <laughs> yeah. He's, like, you know, fucking Cobra Kai. No mercy. You know, just, just tearing shit up left to right. And just seeing rabbit parts getting thrown all over the fucking screen. <laughs> Thrown around. Yeah, he's, like, running around with the shit in his mouth and everything. I'm like, yeah. Just see this fucking <laughs> dog show up and just fucking throwing fucking rabbit bodies around just with the reckless abandonage. Like, and they're like, oh, shit, the dog's here. So the Ephrathans uh, succumb to the dog. Woundsworth emerges from the warren, decides to be a hero and defend himself. Dogs are nothing to be scared about. He's like, ah, and goes after the dog, and like, his body was never found. <laughs> and he fucking, well, no, yeah, but, like, he, he, he was fucking, he was like, actually goes after the fight. dog. Like, you know, this, this is like some fucking Klingon shit here that he does. You know, he's like, you know, teeth out, fangs out. <laughs> going straight after this motherfucker. Like, see, I kept thinking about Georgie Scott for some reason for Patton. I was like, oh, he's fucking Georgie Scott from Patton. He's like, I'm not afraid of dogs. And they're like, his body was ever fucking. Because <laughs> like, well, he got ripped apart by the fucking dog. <laughs> like, he had no fight against his dog. Um, so as the movie closes out, we cut to several years later, 
as we see an elderly Hazel being visited by a strangely ghost rabbit. Uh, this could be the black fucking demon of death that we saw earlier that Fiverr was following. Again, oh, no mention of Fiverr at all in this epilogue. No, like, oh, Fiverr lived a great life, and then he fucking died of natural causes, or he did a bunch of coke that he found in the woods. Nope, Fiverr just disappears. That's cool what I thought about. <laughs> no mention of Fiverr ever Our central character. <laughs> well, he's not Jewish, so he can't go west. He was not Jewish, so he has to say in the community because he was German. <laughs> Jewish, I want to win. Uh, so, uh, so the ghost rabbit shows up, and he invites. Uh, he invites. <laughs> Fiber rabbit goes west. He just shows up in New York City wearing a little slouch cap. <laughs> he's like, just trying to blend in with the community, a bunch of butts and mouse like people. Like, well, you're a rat. He's like, no, I'm not. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> just be cool. Be cool. I should let Watership down. All right? Now it's a big fucking story. All right? <laughs> I'll tell it to you sometime, Fievel. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so the strange ghost of Rabbit shows up who invites uh, Hazel to join his own Alzwa, assuring him of Watership's down perpetual safety, Reassured, Hazel accepts, and then fucking just, he's out. He dies. So his spirit follows the visitor through the woodland and trees toward the sun, which transforms into Frith. And in the afterlife, Frith's parting advice to El Araya is heard once more. The end. So we, oh, okay. So I'm sure, you know. It's like, I, you know what? No, I would have been a mess as a kid. You know, I, I got a little choked up as an adult. Because you know what, man? These stories where they make you fucking follow these characters all the way to their ends, and then, like, you know what? Just the whole idea that this, this fucking poor rabbit, man, like, they suffered through all this shit. They got there. They found peace. But then, like, I the idea that he got to live to, like, his, his old rabbit days and see, like, his, his kids and his grandkids. And then, like, you know, I don't know. The movie ends with the fucking specter of death comes and it's just like hey rabbit why don't you just come and run with me in the fucking cross the, the rainbow bridge and run with me forever in the other fucking <laughs> afterlife and shit and it just made me think of like every fucking pet that I've ever had that fucking died and then I'm like you know what fuck you fuck you movie for fucking pulling that bullshit on me at the end <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Strong opinion. Yes. But, uh, but, 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 and again, and again, though, it's like with these closing fight scenes and all that kind of stuff. Again, to watch the trauma of watching all my classmates, you know, <laughs> going through this, and you know, this dog going around and ripping shit up and tearing stuff up. You know, again, me, I was enjoying myself because I was watching different cartoons than everyone else, but still... Jerking off the entire time. Yes. Oh, different movies. <laughs> <laughs> still, though, it's like, you know... Come away, monkey. But, yeah. <laughs> but to see this as a child in elementary no school, way. you know, I, again, in the uncaring 80s, you know, who can... Just, you know, yeah. So... I, again, I, I reiterate this. You know, for a lot of people growing up, this movie wasn't hard, but it was definitely very, very traumatic to many young children. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was. I, I like I said, I'm sure it was because I mean, it can be heavy. You know, with the blood on the mouth of the rabbits and shit like that. You know, um, my ex, uh, crazy as monkey knows, was a huge fucking fan of this movie. So I was like, I'm never watching it. 
<laughs> she has a weird thing. But considers it one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm like, I, I doubt that. But, you know, um, it just it, it traumatizes kids at a very young age. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really get into those movies as a kid, you know, those animated movies. So I didn't really have a lot of the, the trauma from these movies. Like, I just, you know, I was busy watching RoboCop in summer school and shit. So, you know, a lot of these animated movies were like, oh, man, that's a traumatizing movie for kids. I, mean, I never saw it. Can't really say whether or not it was traumatizing because I never watched it because I was unsupervised as a kid and I got to watch a lot of shit I should have been watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with that being said, uh, Dean, next week it is your pick of the week. What are we talking about? Five Goes West? It is. It is (laughs) my pick of the week. And uh, for uh, my pick of the week, I have decided that from 2011, we're going to watch Megan is Missing. Oh, what, really? Okay. Yeah. I can say nothing about it. So, oh. I do know, uh, I do know it very well. Um, but yeah, Megan is Missing. So, Cool. So we'll be talking about what happens when you let your teenage daughters go on the internet and talk to whoever they want. Oh, this isn't about an AI doll gone rogue? (laughs) Uh, No, it's not. It's actually about uh, what happens when you have a teenage daughter who wants to have fun and goes on the internet and talks to people she shouldn't have. So take a strange land and watch Megan's Visit. Because that'll give you a good hint as to what this movie's going to be about. The Snyder's Strangeland, that is. So, interesting pick. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Strange land, is there another Strangeland out there? <laughs> there might be a fucking whimsical animated movie called Strangeland where everybody's like, hey, we're in Strangeland. Wee! Who knows? I mean, you know. <laughs> we, we did watch Watership Down, so who knows. But, all right, so that'll be the pick of the Dean for next week. Megan is missing. So thank you so much, Dean, for joining us on tonight's episode, and we'll see you back here next week. You're welcome, and I will be here next week for the discussion about Mike. Yes, Megan is missing. All right. No, Mike uh, is at all this episode. <laughs> no, none at all. It yeah. was perfect. Everything was crystal clear. I loved it. <laughs> no problems whatsoever. Uh, keeping it going. All right, so, Mikey, thank you so much for joining us for our discussion about Watership Down. We'll see you back here next week for Megan is Missing. Where'd she go? We'll find out. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. <laughs> All right. And this was your film pick of the week. Uh, Ghoul, we're going to be talking about the themes next week, but go ahead and sign yourself off. Yeah, go ahead and sign yourself oh. off. All the world. Oh, now it's my work. Prince with a thousand enemies. <laughs> and when they catch you, they will kill you. But first, they must catch you. They scared, everybody. They scared. And run, rabbit, run. That was a whole lot of tagline. Run, um, rabbit. Watership down. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit. Thank you, Otis Ripley. I love you. (laughs) As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andrew G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Otis. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. We'll see you back here next week. And we'll find out where that pesky Megan has gone to. Maybe she's with Waldo. Maybe she's with Carmen San Diego. We don't know. But I guarantee you, you're going to be surprised.